his one great zinger for the cold open. Um, I mean, Very good. If that is not kind of hoping justification for us moving on <laughs> as swiftly as we can. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello and welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a D&D 5e actual play for Curio. I'm as always your friendly dungeon master, Ben McAllister. I am Jackson Newsett and I'll be playing Jody Mastana. Today, that is. Specifically yeah. today. Yeah, Tomorrow yeah. you might be playing his cousin. Well, I mean, I feel like uh, we're constantly playing characters in our lives, you know? That's like, true. The, the, the Japanese mm. believe that you wear three faces, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the one you have when you play D&D. The, <laughs> the D&D face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the public face, uh, and then the, a, a private face that you showed you, like, fat, close friends and that sort of thing, and your D&D face yeah. when you're immersed in a different character. Now, I heard that that was a simplified version of things, and that there are, in fact, ten to twelve faces, each yeah. funnier than the last. But we don't have time to get into yeah. those jokes what right the, now. Oh, Oh, damn it. Yeah, sorry okay. I cut you off. we got to move yeah. on. <laughs> Did someone say stage face the other day? We say with one of you... Hey, let's keep introducing ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm Thomas Owen, and are we playing... Stage face. Stage <laughs> face? The dwarf yeah, fighter. that's Duncan's new name yeah. as an actor. Yeah, that's oh, right. That's his uh, stage name. So, yeah, like, yeah. in this world... His stage like, name is stage face. face. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in this world, like, stage names don't exist, and Duncan's, like, decided if he wants to make it as an actor, Duncan's military exploits are gonna, like, you know, weigh him down. So mm. he he's the first person to ever come up with the idea of a stage name. But because it's the first one, it's not very good. Not very so he good. just says, stage face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's it's funny, because we've actually... This isn't improvised. This is actually, like, a fully written production. And mm. so in episode 18, Duncan actually leaves and, like, runs away to join the circus. Don't and give that's away he... my plot. Yeah, I know. I'm just... I'm, like, it's just a little... It's a little... Something yeah, look, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? look, we I'm really devastated that we're using a recording program where we can't cut anything and you have to include that spoiler for episode 18. I know. It's a shame. I mean, I really... I've heard good things about, like, Audacity and some of these other programs. Have you heard good things about Audacity? <laughs> I have, believe it or not. But <laughs> certainly, certainly better than uh, One Take, which is the production that we're using. You know, you get, you get one yeah. minute. Yeah. The audio files come out. They're actually, like, digital rights managed and copy protected. You can't do anything to them. You just have to put them straight in the feed. Well, this has been our most laboured introduction yet. And the final member of our party. Hello, I'm Grace Chappell, and I'm playing Drusilia Holimian. I love it. Okay, well, here we are. Halimi, for sure. Every, every time I worry you're not going to make that verbal stunt, that is your character's surname, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you pull through. Yeah, shall I do a, a roll for it? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, how are you all feeling about this dungeon that you're in? Oh, I'm so yeah. into it, dude. Should we do a, um, like a, a HP recap? Yeah, before we do that, I guess we'll launch into the session recap. When we last left our heroes, they had finally commenced their journey inside the Temple of Gliada. Hasselback has tasked them with braving the temple so that they can retrieve a large quantity of water from inside, which the monks of Sanctuary require for their work. Little does Hasselback know that this Temple of Gliada is also the so-called Temple of Life, 
as the party learned from information in Valeria's notebook, which revealed itself as they approached. Our adventurers were forced to split up and complete three separate challenges in order to retrieve keys that allowed them to open a hatch and proceed further into the temple. The party were confronted with a room containing three beams of coloured energy and a shimmering white magical barrier. After defeating some polished copper drones which emerged from the walls, the party were able to use the metallic plates from the drones' bodies to reflect the three beams into a focus crystal, which ultimately dispelled the magical barrier and allowed them to see what lay beyond. That brings us to right now. And as you guys uh, got rid of the wall, you got to see what was on the other side of it, which before I get into a detailed description of that, why don't we do a little how's everybody doing recap? Let's oh, go over some things. What little tension building. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about how everybody's feeling. All right, 14 well, health. Oh my god. 14 out of, what's your max HP? 42. Yeepers. Yes. Okay. I've used my action surge, I've used my second wind, I've used all four of my superiority die. Yeah. I've used my healing potion. Uh-huh. I do have a Sanctuary Cider, which gives me virtually everything. Yeah, Sanctuary Cider is very strong for doing card. I'm on 26 HP. Out of... Out of 32. Hey. So I'm doing pretty good. Josie's feeling okay. But yeah. I have used four of my seven spells. And so how many spells do you have left and of what levels? So I've got three, two first and one second. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, I thought you right. had way less spells left than yeah. that left over. Okay, neat. And how's Jody feeling? Uh, 24 out of 32 health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, like, in terms of positivity, he's all about it. Really enjoying <laughs> great the dungeon. Yeah, yeah, I think it's his sort of vibe. Yeah, right. Especially because he was the one who wanted the mystery dungeon. He doesn't know what's yeah, coming. Yeah, exactly. Jojo doesn't know what to expect. Mm. He's also just incredibly stupid. And so, like, That's you true. know, he never knows what to expect. It does apply to all of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. So... <laughs> To, to stop burying the lead, uh, as you guys, this wall comes down in front of you, you see this big open space. It's like a stone room that's like 50 feet by 50 feet on the floor and something like 30 feet high. In fact, yeah, can I get perception checks from everybody as you cast your eyes around this room? Uh, seven. Sixteen? <laughs> Fourteen. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'll say that with the best of those rolls, the sixteen, you're able to see the following. And you guys see... Lesser degrees of this, but it is just a room. So in the room, on the far side, there's a large polished copper door. Um, When I say door, it appears to be a door, but you can't really see any hinges or mechanisms or handles or anything. When I say large, it's like 10 feet tall. And then in the center of the ceiling, you can see like a chute, like a hole in the ceiling that like disappears up into darkness. And on the left-hand wall... There's like a big, thick pane of glass in the center of the wall, which recessed into the wall. The glass is covering a big hourglass. As you walk into the room, which I assume you guys do, any objections to walking into the room? Maybe Jaboy Duncan wants to have a little sip of that sanctuary cider. Um, I think I shall do that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe before we enter. Yep. Dark um, that side, yeah. There is more in the room that I wasn't finished describing. Okay. So I'll just finish doing that. Uh, in the center of the room, there is a statue. And the statue is also made out of polished copper. And it looks like a little sort of like clown or jester type figure. It's got like one of those like hats with the bells on it. And 
And I hate this already. Why? <laughs> just so gross. What's wrong with that? <laughs> this fucking copper clown? Yeah. Like, oh, gross. <laughs> a little metallic clown. It's all good. It's clearly the Joker come to fight. Na 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 na. Doom Khan. Nice. <laughs> nice. Drink that potion then. <laughs> yeah. And in uh, the hand of this little metallic clown is a little copper disc which has what appears to be a button on the center of it. Ooh, for a brief moment, I honestly thought you were going to say a little copper dick. That would be a weird thing for it to have. Yeah. He's yeah. just tugging one out. The little <laughs> copper clown's just going for it. Have you guys seen that thing where it's like the guy um, in Pompeii who like died yeah. fucking tugging one yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> like when the lover like, is on town, he's masturbating. So there's this guy who's just lying there with his stick in his hand. And he's like fossilized in is that position. Is this like a fossil statue yeah. they have at the museum? Yeah, it's like, oh my really god. Well, probably, yeah. Just like, like, what don't a... look children. It's like, he saw the volcano erupt and was just like, well... <laughs> well, he probably realised in that moment that that's his specific fetish. Maybe. He was like, maybe oh, was fuck! Oh, <laughs> he's like, yes! He's, he, he had never been able to get hard. Yeah. And then the mountain blew and he was like... I can too. I think, I like to think that it was more of like, he saw like the waves of lava coming and was kind of like, I've got three minutes to live. I'm not getting away. What can I do in three minutes? This is literally what I've been training for my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and just went for it. Do you reckon like the excitement of him, like he like, he finished in like 30 seconds and was like, ah, fuck. And just yeah. kind of like sat there like, yeah, just feeling uh, like still holding his yeah. dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was it. It's so bizarre. Like, is that a thing that happens in like natural disasters well, commonly? Like, but we just in, don't have fossil evidence. In any in any disaster movie, like they have to go back and cut like minutes of footage uh. of like characters seeing an oncoming disaster and be like, oh fuck! And yeah, just like furiously masturbating. Like, I can't get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's always played by Johnny Hill. Moving on. Mm. So Duncan's chugging a sanctuary cider. Um once we've seen this room, do we get a sense of anything in regards to the journal? Not yet. I'm gonna roll my hit dice for this short rest. Great. Do it. Seventeen on to twenty-five. 35, 42 exact! Dude, nice. Very good. So, Duncan rolls his hit die, takes his little short rest, and gets all of his hit points back. And also, like, second wind, action surge, like, pretty much everything, right? Superiority die. Superiority dies. Yeah. Fuck. Duncan's it's a, back in black, as it were. It's a second chance for Duncan to <laughs> to prove that he Duncan. Hey. You know it. Okay, cool. So, anyone else do anything? What are you, how are you guys doing on potions and shit? I am out. Duncan's a lot. You guys have got um, sanctuary ciders. You've yeah. got a healing potion. No, no. No? You're all out of healing potions? Yeah. I never have one. Duncan drank the potions. You didn't take oh, the yeah. yeah. okay. uh, potions 11. Duncan chugged both healing potions from <laughs> yeah, potions 11. And also oh, did I drink both of them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I am a thirsty boy. <laughs> yeah, Duncan loves it. I'll say this about sanctuary cider it's fucking delicious. You love it. You take a drink of this cider, and it's kind of like warm cider. And you feel this, like, warmth emanating out of your, like, throat as it slides down uh, into your body. And you just feel good. It's it's rejuvenating. It's invigorating. It's a real uh, butterbeer vibe. Is it? I haven't read those books in so long, man. Oh, Yeah. Should we walk into the room? Yeah, I mean... Heads held high, guys. Heads held high. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Great. Are you kind of buzzed your, from that It's like a, a redemption arc. I think he must be kind of buzzed. It's a, it's a <laughs> big cider. It takes 12 seconds to neck. You can't ignore that. That's <laughs> gonna be... No, it does. It's the incantation. No, you sure. do that while you're, while you're chugging it. <laughs> so you're just speaking <laughs> into this. Yes, that's how it works. That's canon now. You <laughs> spent <laughs> 12 seconds necking a thing whilst gargling a spell. <laughs> so you guys walk into the room. I want to go have a look at this clown boy. Well, I reckon. I'm... Probably gonna have to uh, ruin your hopes and dreams there, Gracie, because the second that you've crossed the threshold into this room, the large magical barrier behind you flickers back upwards, barring your retreat, and it doesn't take a particularly difficult insight or perception check. Hang on, can we roll an insight or perception check? Yep, go ahead. Alright, I just wanna see, it's uh, that's actually pretty good, that's like 17. Okay, so what, what you do see uh, is that the sands in the hourglass begin dribbling down out of the top of the hourglass into the bottom and the clown begins to move like his little arms sort of start to like uh, spread out from his body holding this little disc in one of his hands and he says hello would you like to play a game and can everybody roll initiative please so spooky Nice. Wow. Wow. You it just I just feel surrounded by overachievers now. Hmm. Three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So uh, <laughs> Remember that two episode arc where like Tunkar just like gave up? Yeah, like, it's a redemption arc. <laughs> he, just, he just sat out. It's the start of his redemption arc. Uh, great, so the first person to act is of course uh, my good friend and yours, Jody Mistana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean can I have a free action roll uh, uh, check of, of some kind, or is that like depends on how to check? Well, I, I kind of want to like roll insight or something to get a sense of like whether this is like a game or if this is like all out combat. You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay, go ahead, roll an insight check. Jody's not really the um, shoot first, ask questions later type, is he? No, not uh. really. <laughs> give me the, give that not his check. particular brain. Nineteen. Okay, cool. In particular, you notice that the the hand of the little metallic clown containing the disc, uh, he kind of like proffered towards you as he said would you like to play a game you can see that the sands in this hourglass uh you're able to determine are gonna last like a little less than 20 seconds before they hit the bottom and you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen when that does happen Mm -hmm. but you do notice that he's like holding this disc out towards you almost in a what appears to be a sort of challenge i suppose you could say Oh god. Faps he's not like he's not threatening you with it. He's like holding it out towards you to be like, come play my game. So Jody probably intuits that maybe he wants to push that button. Maybe the thing's gonna try and stop him from pushing that button. Yeah, I think Jody moves forward and tries to press press the button. Okay. Uh also you can definitely get there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make an attack roll to hit this button, okay. is what I'm gonna say. Twenty-one. Twenty-one? Okay, definitely. Uh, Jody, do you reckon he's using his hand or the staff to whack this button? Uh, I think he's using his hand. Okay, so Jody reaches out and, and whacks the button, like, quick as, quick, lickety split. Uh, this clown's like, who wants to play a game? And, or do you want to play a game? And holds out the thing. Jody, like, sprints over and, like, smacks the button before he can do anything. Uh, and I'll say, what you observe is you hear a sound like, uh, like, suction vents turning on. And if you look over to your left, all of the sand that has already fallen down the hourglass is sucked back up into the top. Ooh. That's it. The timer has reset. And the next person to act, unless you've got anything else you'd like to do. Um, 
No, I think Jody's just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Okay, like, <laughs> the, the next person act is the metallic clown, who uh, says, great job, and then I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. 21. Fantastic. So he uh, reaches out with his other hand to try and grab you, and you can see it's kind of like crackling with electricity, uh, but you're able to avoid it. Uh, he's failed to, uh, to to get his little shock hand on you, but now... Uh, he sprouts copper wings, they unfold out of his back, and he flies. Uh, 30 feet, <laughs> sort of backwards and upwards. Uh, you get an attack of opportunity against this guy. If you yeah, want. okay, yeah, I take an attack of opportunity. Go ahead, go ahead. What are you trying to do with that attack of opportunity? Hit the clown or hit the button? I think I try and, like, hit the clown. Okay, fantastic. Like, he's go ahead. Like, basically, he's trying to attack me, and I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. That's, uh, 25 to hit. You definitely hit him. Jeez. Go ahead and make that attack roll. Is this with the staff, I guess? Yes. Very good. Uh, that's eight damage, and then I'm gonna flurry of blows. Okay. Um, and so, uh, 11 to hit. Next one is a 22 to hit. Uh, the 22 hits. Yep, cool. Eight damage. He takes eight damage, uh, and he goes, ow, and then, uh, he flies away from you. So I'm gonna say he's, he's hovering sort of, like, just above head height, and, like... 20 feet back from you. Mm -hmm. He's holding the button still out in his hand and he says, come and get me. And the next person to act is Brasilia. Okay. Um, I guess I will just firebolt this boy. You're going to firebolt the clown. Okay, mm. proceed. He's definitely within your range. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me. Oh, it's very bad. How bad? It's very bad. 14? That's not that bad. Oh, no, 15. That's definitely not that bad, but it doesn't hit, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but that's definitely not a bad roll. That it hit a lot of things. I forgot how good my charisma is now. Mm. Cool, so Drazilia does nothing. Uh, Can I um, move forward to be next to Jody? Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. So now you're standing, both of you are like 20 feet in from the door, which is mm -hmm. sort of where the guy was in mm -hmm. the center of this room, and Duncan's still at the door. So he's now sort of on the far side of the room, like hovering about like new, normal human height. Like you can reach him if you like swing upwards. I'm going to say with your great sword that Duncan could reach where he's hovering uh, if he gets over to him. Um, Luckily, because <laughs> he's quite a short boy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be harder for a normal... Like, with a normal sword for a dwarf to do it, but because he has a big fucking greatsword, I'm going to say he can hit him. Um, Real quick, how big is the greatsword <laughs> compared to Duncan? That's a great question. Uh, it's probably about as tall as him if you include the handle. <laughs> that is so good, dude. So I guess you can't put the character, like, diagonally back, across yeah. his body, right? Like, you have to. Yeah. Either that or he's yeah. just always holding. Yeah. The... He's just always armed? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it might be sheathed the whole time. Right, yeah, yeah. He just walks around. Oh, he just carries it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm okay with it. It's a big fucking sword. The, the, the I think little... that's terrific. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. So, Jumkan, what do you want to do with this turn? He's still holding out the button. And uh, I, I, I'll just make it clear for, for mechanics' sake. Hitting the button, I'm going to say, like, you can make an attack roll to hit the button. Basically, just, like, okay. giving it an AC. Because I wanted to give you all useful modifiers for hitting it rather than just people who have good decks. He's kind of far away from you, Duncan. So you, you might have our time, but you could try and shoot it. Yeah. So uh, I, I want to clarify a point of how our characters are actually experiencing the game mechanics. Go on. So obviously we have to take our turns in an order, but the six seconds that elapses in our round yes. is still essentially six seconds, yeah. six seconds for all of us. Yes. You've got basically... Um, three rounds of combat before the hourglass runs out. Yeah, and it seems to be that if we hit it, we get back to three rounds of combat. Yeah, exactly. And so because the last person to hit it was Jody, it's now on Jody's turn. If Jody gets to, like, his third turn again, 
from now without anyone hitting the button, then time is up. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, given that he is, it's like 20 feet to Jody and then 20 feet from him, what I will do is I will move up my 25 mm-hmm. so that he's about 15 away from me. And up in the air. And up in the air. So I could probably get him in the 20 feet of a hand axe or... Uh, do you want to get the clown or the, or the, or the button? The clown. No, I'd say you can get him with a hand axe. Well, I will whip a hand axe at him. That's going to be a 19 plus my modifier. So Definite hit. That's Definite be... hit. He did it! <laughs> I did it. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he dropped his dice. <laughs> Rolling for that sweet damage. It's a six. Hey. Oh, shit. So max damage? So it's nine damage all up. Max, oh. I could have done with that sweet little hand axe. Hot yes. fuck. Nine damage. You've done it. Uh, now we're back around to Jody. Yeah, Jody's like barreling on in trying to attack it again. Okay, so just like hitting it like from the ground? You know he's going to like jump up like, yeah. you know. Yeah. He can do an acrobatic landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 16 to hit. Uh, yep, that'll do it. Yes. That'll be 12 damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I flurry of blows. Uh, okay, yep. So, first one will be an 11. Next one will be a 19. Second one hits. Excellent. Uh, six damage, and I try and knock it prone. <laughs> yeah, very good. Okay, great. So, uh, does 10. Probably doesn't meet your thing. Does not. Okay, cool. So, he, like, falls out of the air backwards onto the ground, uh, and if you look over to the hourglass on the wall, you probably note that like a third of the sand seems to have fallen down. Uh, and it's now the clown's turn. So he gets up and says, wow, you guys are doing a great job. And then, uh, I guess he's like on the ground in front of Jody, technically mm-hmm. speaking. So he reaches out again, and I'll need you to make a deck save for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15. Yeah, unfortunately you're caught by this little shocking pincer, uh, and you take not a heap of damage, Four. Okay. You take, you take four, <laughs> what would it be, like shock damage? Is that a thing? Like thunder damage? Thunder damage, yeah, call it that. Uh, the more important thing than that is that you can't take reactions, and he promptly flies away from you. Oh, clever boy. Cool, so I'm going to say this room is, like, reasonably big. He flies, he doesn't fly any higher, because that wouldn't be very sporting of him, but instead he just flies, like, across the room, uh, over towards near the hourglass. Uh, I'm going to say he's basically, like... 25 feet left of the center of the room. Mm-hmm. I figured out how we can win this challenge the way Alexander the Great would. If we break the hourglass, we can't run out of time. Genius. Nice. nice. Now, I was going to say, like, ha- can Duncan, as like a, like an eight, Intelligence of Eight character, figure this out? And then I realized that sounds really dumb. And so I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that all checks out. Duncan has figured it out. Duncan knows that Duncan needs to break this big hourglass. <laughs> Next in the order is Dazilia. I think that Dazilia hasn't even figured out what's going on with the button and the timer yet. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to try and hit him again with Fireball. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, no. How'd we do? Eight. Okay, yeah. unfortunately, that Fireball uh, no. misses its mark. And I'm going to say misses. it actually like hits the glass that's retaining the hourglass and just kind of like disperses against the glass. And the guy says... Better luck next time. <laughs> and uh, the next person to act is Duncan. Well, I'm going to take my 25 feet to move closer towards him. You can get pretty much underneath him, I'll say. Well, in that case, I'm going to cut his legs off with my greatsword. You can try. Oh, that's so dark. Proceed. Fortunately, he's got wings. <laughs> he doesn't really need them that badly. But go ahead. That is 
16 plus 5, 21. I'm assuming that's going to yeah, hit. Yeah, that'll do it. Look at you go. Yeah, here oh, I come. I'm so proud of you. Here comes the dunk on. And damage dice. I get to re-roll my one and my two. Nice. <laughs> I get to re-roll twos as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. I completely forgot I could pass. Hey. So that's nine plus the three. So that's 12 damage. Very good. How okay. saucy. Action surge. Oh, you don't get to shit. talk yet, DM. Oh, no. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Here he comes, swinging again. <gasps> Chris. Oh, Go on. The dunk fest continues. Yeah. So that's five on my first roll. And then the next one, I get to re-roll that two. That's eight on the next one, so that's 13 plus a three. That's another 16 damage. Okay, very good. He's looking pretty battered, but he's still flying. He's up in the air and he's going like, wow, this is going really well for you all. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, how motivational he's he so is. supportive. Yeah. I don't want to hurt him. No, it's, no, it's Jody's turn. It's we should recruit him. Yeah. yeah, I think Cecilia, get to your whole charismatic thing. Get yeah. Him yeah. Now, I'll say uh, before we get through Jody's turn, which is happening right now, I'm going to say that Drusilia, who has the notebook in her backpack, feels some mystical essence coming off the notebook. And now it's Jody's turn. Yeah, I think J- Jody almost sheds a tear thinking about the good times him and this copper clown could have shared together. Mm-hmm. If, the, mm-hmm. if circumstances were only yeah. different, you know. Um, Jody's really fast, right? Yeah. So he can definitely get over there. Yeah, he, he, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets over there, um, but actually goes for the button instead of striking. Uh, a wise move. His, uh, Proceed. Copper friend. Uh-huh. His copper friend. Oof. Uh, that's an 11. <laughs> Not going to do it. And I guess he's trying to reach out with the staff to whack the yeah. button that the guy's holding. And uh, as Jody's staff comes down to where the hand holding the button is, he just sort of like, eh, like pulls his hand aside and the staff goes sailing through the air and he says, just a bit too slow. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Jody's having his emotions get the better. <laughs> yeah. So is that the end of uh, uh, Jody's turn? He basically uh, pranked yeah. you. Yeah, he totally pranked you, dude. Yeah. He says, lol, pranked, owned. <laughs> Subscribe yeah. to my YouTube channel for oh. more pranks. <laughs> and uh, now, yeah. seeing as you're all standing over by the hourglass, you note that like two-thirds of the sand has mm. fallen through it. And it's the clown's turn. So, this is a thing that he totally uh, can do that hasn't been relevant until now, because he hasn't had two people engage with him. Both of you make deck saves, please. Oof. Mm. That's a uh, 13. <laughs> That's definitely not going to do it. Seven. Okay. So, uh, Duncan takes two of this lightning damage. And, Ouch. Uh, Jody takes a further two lightning damage. And neither of you can take reactions. As the clown flies again, 30 feet. He's now sort of hovering in the center of the room. And he's like, you guys need to act fast. Do so they have that, like, buzzed out lightning hair where it's all sticking yeah, on it? it looks really yeah, random yeah. and cool. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> mine is more of, like, a buzzed out lightning like a, oh, okay. yeah, you're bold. Oh, no, he's, like, covering your eyes now. Are you blind? <laughs> yeah. Is, is Duncan blinded? Like, yeah, no. Duncan's Duncan blinded. Encourage that's, um, that's true. It's in your ears as well. You're blind and deaf. <laughs> cool. The next person to act is Drazilian. Do I have time to look at the notebook as bonus action, or would that be my It'll turn? It'll take your turn. <gasps> <laughs> you could whip a knife at that button, because we all know how much you love whipping knives. I love daggers. Yeah, he's probably pretty close to you. Like, he'll be floating, like, yeah. just essentially a little bit above you and off to one side. Like, definitely within knife range. I'm going to fling a dagger at the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go for it. She can't resist once the idea is there. Ooh. Plus dex, plus proficiency? 
Still a 10. Uh, the dagger goes <laughs> sailing a little wide of the button uh, in this uh, metallic clown's hand, and he says, well, I gotta say, it doesn't look like that's really your thing. And then that's the end of Jazilia's turn, I guess, and it's now Duncan's. What do you want to do? is so mad. <laughs> um, Stick well. to the magic. <laughs> it's Duncan's What a sassy clown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sassy well, Robo Clown. Is he, 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 is he now too high for me to hit with my sword? No, he's just too far away for you to get to him with your 25 feet of movement. Well, I'll get as close as I can and then whip another hand axe at him. Go for it. So, throw in a hand axe at, at the button. The button. Well, that's a one. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, the hand axe misses, and the next person to act is my son, Jody Mastana. <laughs> Jody, have fun with that one. Jody. Yeah. Um, Jody runs up and, like, almost as if he's, like, dribbling a basketball and, like, yeah. leaps up and tries to, like, dunk on this button. Oh, yeah, on the button. All right, <laughs> yeah. hit, hit that button. Um... Yeah, you know that's a 25 to hit. Oh, yeah. You smack uh, that button. You hear that turbine sound reactivate, and all the sand gets sucked back up into the top part of the close. hourglass. Were there any air horns or anything? Or, like, uh, like a, yeah. a, buzz, a buzzer beater or something? I'll, I'll say that the, the clown activates some, like, shitty, like, MIDI files of air horns. So it's kind of <laughs> like, I don't know, like a pixelated air horn sound. Dynamite. Hey everybody, it's me here. Just got a few things to run through in the middle of the show. As always, first off, thanks so much for listening. We keep getting new downloads and new subscribers and it just rules, so thanks for helping us spread the word. To that end, if you like the show and you want to help us out, the most important thing you can do is to go and leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It's actually kind of crazy how much that helps with bumping us up the charts and helping people find the show, and we really, really want to push up our rates and reviews at the moment, so please, give it some thought. Secondly, I wanted to give a shout out to Script, that's at Script with three eyes on Twitter, for tweeting about us. They run a French website about tabletop RPGs, fantasy, sci-fi, and all that good nerd stuff, so go show them some love at Script.com, spelled the same way. If you want us to show you some love, go ahead and tweet at or about us. We love you for it. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. Enjoy the show. So Jody dunks that button. The uh, vents turn on. The shitty middies of uh, air horns and also the Space Jam oh, theme play. Nice. The yeah. Space Jam yeah, theme. Yeah, you know, it's time to slam cool. now. Cool. And uh, the next person to act is the little clown. He says, welcome to the Space Jam. And <laughs> then uh, extends his cattle prod prong at you. Nice. Dex save for me. Oh, my God. Nine. What's mm. happened with my deck save? Your reaction so is gone, my life. friend. <laughs> and you can stomach another, ooh, five lightning damage. Uh-oh. A zippity zap. How you doing, Jones? Oh, 13 health. Oh. Jones is getting pronged by this little cattle prod. Mm. And uh, cool. So then he, he flies away. He's now on like the far side of the room from the hourglass. And the next person act is Drazilia. I'm going to fireboat the, yeah. the clown and I'm going to get him this time. You're going to. I just know you are. <laughs> Yes, I am. It's 21. Nice. All yes. right. You get that clam. Heck yes. Proceed. Heck yes. 
Oh, it's max damage! Oh, shit! Uh, what does that amount to? Five, ten. Ten, ten damage, yeah. okay, very neat. Okay, cool. The cool thing about hitting him with fire magic rather than swords and also clubs is that he's not resistant to it. And he takes all ten of those points of damage and crumples into a heat, heap on the ground as he says, well done, <gasps> I knew the magic was in you all along. And uh, he drops the button on the ground and the hourglass is still ticking away. And we're out of combat, so what do you guys want to do? I'm going to say you've got plenty of times, you've just hit the thing, so you've got like, you know, 20 seconds or so, a little less than 20 seconds before. Is, is the button, what, is it like a, a separate thing or is it part of his hand? No, it was holding it. It's like... I mean, I pick up the button. Yeah, okay. So you're holding the button yeah. now. I'm and, say... and whenever it gets close, I'm just going to press yeah. it. Okay, right. so we can assume that you can just yeah. keep pressing the button. Now. Yeah, read the book now. Mm. But first I say, do you guys know what Space Jam is? <laughs> 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 I whip out the book. We'll have a look. <laughs> nice. Okay. So uh, you pull out the book, and I have something for this. It nice. says, make sure to defeat the clown that you fake the funk on a nasty dunk. And <laughs> once you have faked out the clown, it's time to read this next part. It doesn't oh. say. It doesn't say <laughs> to go to, like, party town or something. No, no, no. no. That would be great. It wants you to read the next part. Uh, so, yeah, you flip open the book, similar to what you've done before. You go to the page of the Temple of Life, and you see that this page is getting kind of full of text now, seeing as these little passages keep appearing. And the new passage uh, says, Hourglass Room, and then a question mark, as if Valeria's not sure about what this really means. She's just kind of read allusions to it. But written next to it, uh, or underneath it, is a passage that reads... Sometimes we must accept that things are beyond our control and that the best way forward is to allow things to run their natural course. It's so, like, AA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I roll, I roll inside for Judy. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a nine. Yeah, well, it says that. Okay. <laughs> it certainly says it. Well, I um, think uh, Duncan probably turns to his compatriots and says... I think we need to let the uh, timer run out. Are you rolling inside with that, or are you just assuming? No, that? I'm just using my wisdom score of twelve. I mean, I have a wisdom of fifteen, and I rolled. So I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have told you to roll. Jody doesn't listen. <laughs> Jody ignores you until you roll for inside. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you guys all react to that? Do you think? Um. Can you time this? Like, so yeah, that if, that's if, fun. If we... I mean, we assume that Jody can just keep hitting the button. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Should we look at the the door? Well, so what, what, what else is here? There's the chute that goes up into the, the ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. So presumably if the clock runs out, maybe something's going to come out of there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder about that, or maybe the door will open. Maybe. What, what else is in this room? There's the clown, there's... the statue, and then there's the, the door with no latches, yep. essentially. Um, is that pretty much it? Yeah. Well, should we go and investigate the door more closely? Yeah. Yeah. Proceed. Roll investigation text me, please. Oh, my God. I got a one. Nice. I got a ten. Nice. I got a natural 20. I don't even know how this works as far as Duncan. I, I don't know how you can figure this out from just looking at the door with a, with a 20 investigation check. But I'm going to say maybe like Duncan walks over and he like puts his hand on the wall next to the door. And then on the door. So I want to make it clear like you can't see any like hinges, you can't see any work. It's all like. It's all either interior or you don't know how it works. But well, I can just feel like the hollowness wall. of the stone around it because I'm a... P perhaps. Cool. So you can... Yeah, you can kind of feel along the wall and you can feel the door itself. 
And you can say, maybe that with your very strong investigation check, that Duncan can feel the door sort of like pulsing almost. And uh, with his very strong check, if he, he looks over at the hourglass as well, he can sort of like feel it's like pulsing in time with like the, the grains of sand that are falling through the hourglass. Like every time a grain of sand hits the bottom, it like pulses again. And just very gently. You wouldn't notice it without a natural 20 investigation check that this is occurring. But he definitely intuits a strong connection between the door and the hourglass. Yeah. Uh, well, he says again, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let it run out. You seem very insightful. Yeah, so. yeah Jody listens this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trained. You are now playing D&D, and so Jody can <laughs> no, hear what you're saying. No, like, there's, no, there's nothing not playing about the fact that I'm trained in no, insight. Jo- Jody so can I... hear your voice, and it's, like, full of melody and beauty, and he loves it. He loves everything you're saying. Now he can actually hear you, because you're playing D&D now. Yeah. <laughs> I was before! I'm not weighing in on this. I, <laughs> I enjoy this debate too much. So you guys all stand around for 20 seconds, I guess probably Jody with some trepidation, holding this little button, like not sure what's going to occur. And then, sure enough, after the sands run out of the hourglass, you hear like a mechanism that you can't see come to life. And the door starts like slowly uh, rumbling backwards. It's a single like piece of copper and it's on like a hidden mechanism that's on the other side of the door and it's like turning away from you like a pivot type door like up against the wall and uh additionally as this happens you hear something in the chute beginning to rumble as well and then uh a big wooden box falls out of the ceiling and lands on the ground with a big heavy thud behind you in the center of the room once they're ready <laughs> nice dude <laughs> Hey, nice. is the door good. open? Yeah, the door's open. Yeah, the door's right. like rumbled all the way open and there's like a, a, a stone rectangular passageway, like the exact dimensions of the door, like 10 by 10, extending away behind it. And then, yeah, behind you, having fallen out of the chute in the center of the room, is a large wooden box. All right. I'm Do we hear anything? No. I mean, you heard the big thud it made when it hit the ground. Yeah, but there's not like a sound coming from inside the box. No. I'm going to say, one of you boys trained in combat want to go check out that box? I'll stay over here. I I like this plan. Um, perhaps, do you guys think it's worth me drinking this delicious cider to try and uh, <laughs> become more vital in some sense, or should we just roll on ahead? Keeping in mind, I think of this very much as a party cider, in the sense... <laughs> no, no, uh, do not confuse my words. Uh, this is party cider for the party, uh, not for a party. <laughs> Jody's take inspiration. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta take inspiration for that. So, yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> um, yeah, you can drink your cider, Jody. That's, that's yeah. okay. I, that was more like in a tactical sense. Like I, I, I don't know. Like if you guys think I um, should say, hang on to it. But what health do you want? Thirteen. What else do you get back from the short rest? Uh, key points. Do we have any other way to heal you? Do you have any other potions? No. Then yeah, probably. Okay. I guess I do have spared the dying, right? So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me somewhat useful. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to quickly smash this cider. In the meantime, do you want to spend 12 seconds getting closer to the box? Go there, look, see I might wait. I might let uh, you get your health back before kind. I provoke the box. Provoke the box. <laughs> <laughs> I threaten the box. That's the title, right? Don't provoke the box. Yeah, I make an intimidation check on the box. Well, seeing as I'm trained in intimidation, I'm going to do just that. Go ahead. Are you going to roll an intimidate check on the box? No, I'm waiting. Okay. Full health. Hey! And now Duncan's going to make an intimidation check on the box? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go on. He shouts in the most confronting manner, 
Open yourself, you box. <laughs> he rolls a six. <laughs> With his training, that's going to go up to an eight. I think you, like, trip over on your way yeah. over there. I don't know. He just kind of, like, says that, and it doesn't matter what he rolls, because it's a box. <laughs> <laughs> so, the outcome's the same, which is nothing. Yeah. All nonsense aside, I'll uh, walk up and... It's got, like, a like a latched lid. I uh, I press my ear against the side of the box to uh, see if I can hear any better... And you hear, and like, 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 a... hear like, jungle drums, like... Dum, 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 dum. And I roll a... I roll a is that actually and... Yeah. <laughs> 10 plus my 3 is 13 for the perception on that one. Yeah, you open the journal and it reads until you roll uh, a 5 or 8. <laughs> In the jungle box, I must wait. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> right. So you're just like the climb. Yeah. Well, gets in there, starts rolling dice. Yeah. Just like, okay, guys, okay. Uh, I'll start with the d4, see if we can get a 5 or 8. Uh, that's a 2. Shit. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you don't hear anything. I think Jody's just like standing on the side being like, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> the movie references this episode. Oh, <laughs> right. I was, I was thinking, what's in the box? In the box. Well, I uh, I open the latch, sort of the ready. Okay. You open yeah, the how latch? tall is the box? Like. Just open the box. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. I was picturing it like six feet, no, eight feet no, tall. No, no, no. Um, okay, cool, yeah. I, uh, you open the latch I open the latch with my sword. Oh my god, guys. I wish we'd spent longer investigating this box, because inside <laughs> you find three jars of a clear liquid. They're like mason jars, and they're packed in this box with, like, hay and straw so that they don't break when they fall down from the ceiling. And as a gameplay mechanic, what these are are essentially three greater potions of healing. Uh, but the reason that they are that, you could probably figure out based on what you knew about the way Sanctuary Cider is made, is this is some of the water untreated by the monks. Like, this is the water from the altar, but it hasn't gone through the process that turns it from that water into Sanctuary Cider. But it does have, like, restorative properties of its own. How much did they want us to bring back? Like, they've given you, we haven't gone over this, three, each of you in your backpack, like a large water skin. Okay. They want you to fill up. Okay. Yeah. So we've got our own camelbacks to... They're, they're, they're big as well. Like, yeah. by the time they're full, you're essentially going to need to be, like, carrying them in front of you in addition to your, like, backpack on your back. They fit in the backpacks now because they're deflated. Cool. But yeah, so they're just these three little jars. So gameplay mechanic-wise, they work as, yeah, like, healing potions. So um, we're but, yeah. basically going to have a backpack full of healing potions. You might be making some assumptions about the way that does and doesn't work. But, yeah. Mm. I have to go to a mason jar first. Which the jars that do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just water. It's like, have you, have you seen, have you seen uh, the um, Last Crusade, the Indiana Jones Last Crusade? It's, it's which the, cup you choose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If you go to a hipster cafe, you are drinking healing potions. It literally doesn't matter what they say they're serving. Mm. If it's in the mason jar, it's a healing potion. <laughs> That's right. As, yeah. as long as it contains some water. That's, you know, yeah. and then the less water, I mean, the less healing. What, what doesn't like... contain water that you're drinking? You know, ah, no, that's a good question. Mm. I mean, have you heard of juice, Jackson? I mean, it contains water. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listen, I'm, look, a, I'm a scientist. Yeah, I'm look, pretty they sure they wouldn't call it yeah. juice if it was just water, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, have you heard of like milk? Like, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> like, you idiots. What about some other liquids yeah. that aren't water? You fucking idiot. It was not called water. It's not water. Chalk milk, definitely, because that's. And milk, you've yeah. like run out of room. There's no for one water exactly. I'm yeah. glad you're finally seeing things for the way they are. Yeah, it's the 30% chocolate, 70% milk. There's no room for water. The yeah. milk solution is saturated with chocolate. You can't fit any water in there. 
Uh, I mean, to be fair, this is probably our understanding of science as characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. absolutely. <laughs> like we probably probably like that. That all checks out. Like, yeah. 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 There's a little note in there that describes all that. <laughs> Everything that you guys just read, and you're like, hmm, interesting. Cool. So it's the jars. Yeah. Should cool. we should we head down this passageway? Is that what yes. you guys want to do? Yes. Mm, great. So, uh, you guys proceed down this corridor, and it's kind of dimly lit, and it goes for a little while, uh, and then it widens out into a room. And probably the first thing that you notice about this room is that it's also rectangular. It's got, like, the the 10 by 10 foot sort of corridor that you just came in through on one side. Immediately on the opposite wall of the room, there, and I'm going to say that this room is probably, like, 30 feet across. It's not a huge room. There is another one of these large, shimmering, magical barriers that you guys are now familiar with in here, but this one is blue. And off on either of the other two sides of the room are other doorways that lead out in one to the left and one to the right. Jim Khan sort of scans around the room visually without going too far in. Yeah, so perception check, check, please. 15. Okay, you see all that shit I just described, and I'll say that you note on the far wall on the left-hand side of where this large magic barrier is, there's like a little bit of wall, so it's, if you imagine like the wall comes out, and then there's the big barrier, and there's a bit of wall on the other side as well. Um, on the wall on the left-hand side, there's a little panel that's maybe like, you know, the size of your hand up on the wall, and it appears to be made out of this polished copper that you've now seen all over the place in this dungeon. Duncan uh, turns to his associates and says, uh, should we go and have a closer look at that panel? Sounds, I might sounds good. stand back, you know, hold up the rear. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> nice. Yep, so you walk over to the panel and you, you note that it is, in fact, a rectangle of polished copper and it has recessed into it, like a hole, basically, uh, in the shape of a triangle, uh, an isosceles triangle. Okay. We don't have anything on us that's triangular, do we? Not that you've picked up in this dungeon. Ah, but I'd start the game with a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> is that your trinket? Yeah. Table? No, yeah. my trinket, I think, is a broken oh, blade. Weird triangle. <laughs> I think my, tr- my trinket would be so good for a, uh, a one-shot or something like that. What are all your trinkets, by the um, way? Mine is an invitation to a party where someone was murdered. Oh, nice. How good, dude. What's a trinket? Yeah. Oh, when you oh, create your character... trinket table? Yeah, oh, all right. <laughs> when, you, when you make a character, Grace, you can roll on this thing called the trinket table, which is like a D100, so you roll two D10s, and then you, t- you get like a random item lightly touched oh, by mystery. That's so good. And it's just a little bit of flavour for yeah. the character. Did I, you get one? I get one. don't know whether mine is the ornate dwarven brooch, the broken blade, or the bone dice. I don't know either. Bone dice is probably from being a soldier. Probably the broken blade makes mm. the most sense of them. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, should we just head left, see what we find? Oh, is there anything in the book? Yeah. No. The book has no new advice for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess we head left at this point. Okay, so you go through the left doorway, yeah. mm-hmm. arbitrarily choosing the left doorway. Yeah. Mm. Left okay. is beft. I've always said that. <laughs> um, so, Classic throwback. Yeah, so as you guys walk into this left corridor, uh, you see that it extends probably like 10 feet, and then it turns to the right. And there's a set of stairs going down to the right. And you can see at the bottom of the set of stairs, there's a little chest similar to the one that you got your water out of. Is there a latch on it? <laughs> yes. I walk over, I flip the latch with my sword. So you walk down the stairs? Yeah. Okay. You get halfway down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the stairs actually like flip oh. downwards. Oh. Like a sword. Yes. Yeah, like a collapsy oh. ramp. Oh, track. So, good. Um, so we gotta figure this shit out. Were you guys also walking down the stairs? Or was it just Duncan? I was not. Yeah, I think Jody would have been. Okay, so Jody and Duncan are on the stairs, Brazilia's standing at the top of the stairs. The stairs like collapse into a ramp and 
jets of oil like open up at the foot of the walls either side. So it's a big slippery ramp that you guys are rapidly falling. Do we get down. a deck save? As it you will in a minute. <laughs> uh, so at the bottom of the stairs, popping up are some spikes. Oh my god! Come up oh, out of the ground goodness. at the bottom of the staircase. I need you guys to make dexterity saves to avoid being thrown into these spikes. But I will say, if you can give me an example of something that you're doing to make this easier for yourself with some kit that you have, I will give you like advantage on this check. So you're sliding down a wacky, crazy slide into some spikes. So, so two of you. Is there any space? Like, is the, is the whole floor spikes sort of thing? Uh, it's like you'd be able to like jump over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jody is sliding down and like grabs his um, bow staff out and it's like using his like pole lands. Trying to pole Yeah. I uh, have a pipe, mm-hmm. one of my weapons, and I'm just gonna lodge that in my arms so that. How long are the spikes? Like, um, would my pike be longer? Would be longer. Yeah. I'm just gonna like with sheer strength try and like hold the pike so the pike hits the wall behind the spikes. Oh. And I stop with that yeah. before. Okay, cool. In that case, I'll allow you to turn that into a strength saving throw as you try and like hold yourself up with this spike rather than a deck save. I imagine your cards could be better at. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Jody, go ahead and make that deck save for me. Baby. Oh shit! So Jody <laughs> plants that staff, pole vaults himself over these spikes and like lands in a fucking, I guess, superhero pose on the yeah. far side of the spike wall. <laughs> you, you know how you do. Dukan <laughs> pulls the pike out of the hammer space where he keeps his weapons and <laughs> runs it straight through the spikes. Oh god, no. That's a 5 plus my 5 is 10. Okay, so because of the oil, like, Duncan fails to get, like, a decent grip on his pike. It's not that he oh, can't, no. like, hold yeah, up. Yeah. He falls down the pike into the spikes. And can I get Duncan to take... Eight piercing damage, oh. max damage from these spikes, as he is like sort of stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I mean, like let's say, let's say like it it catches my chainmail. It doesn't need to impale me, but yeah. it still wins the fuck out yeah. of me. Maybe yeah. breaks a rib through the armor. Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> breaks a rib through the armor. I rolled for my trinket. What'd you get? I got a metal urn containing the ashes of a hero. <laughs> <laughs> And you know you stole that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I killed him. <laughs> oh my god. She burned him. She burned him with fire magic Whoa. and then scooped up his ashes. Whoa, no. Oh, that's dark. You guys are at the bottom now. Brazilia's still standing at the top. The mm-hmm. stairs are still a ramp and there's still oil all over them. Uh, you guys now, I guess, Duncan, maybe with Jody's help, can like climb up over the spikes. And he's now standing uh, at the foot of the thing here uh, in front of this little box. Drazilia is feeling so good about her decision to hold up the rear. Like. <laughs> so it's, it's not, there's no empathy. It's yeah. like, what a bunch of chumps. It's like, gee, I'm glad I didn't go down that <laughs> slippery slide. <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, like, Jody feels bad that, like, old boy Duncan got, uh, got stabbed. He loved it. Like, yeah. like a slippery slide into like yeah. a cool pole vault song. Like that's totally his alley. Yeah, and he's nice. probably thinking about like maybe if he like, makes a bit of money someday, like building a little house of one of those little slippery slides for his yeah. <laughs> Just for like entertaining the guests. Yeah, nice. Uh, cool. So what do you guys do? Well, I think I'm going to stick to my original plan of flicking that latch open with my sword. Okay. You flick the latch and nothing happens. I flick the lid. As you open the lid of this box, the last box having been designed to lull you into a false sense of security, a swarm of tiny little, like, spheres of copper with wings and pincers rise up out of the box. Can I get you all to roll initiative? Oh, goodness. (laughs) You spent all that time listening to the other box. Yeah. (laughs) You could have listened to this one. (laughs) 
Uh, that's not the model of the story. Yeah. Uh, what cunning dungeon design. Yeah. yeah. 23 for Jaboy. Ooh, Jody's so quick, dude. He's yeah. always going He's first. so dexterous. Plus yeah. four, baby. 20 for me. Ooh. Whoa! Is that 20, 24? 23? Yeah, 24. And oh, nine. sorry, 23, sorry. 23. And nine for me. Nice. Noted. <laughs> um, so, the first person to act is my boy, John Khan. So, nope. Jody. Yeah, I, I, I guess all these things burst out and, like, sort of shock him. And yeah. so, uh, he just, like, tries to attack as many of them as he can. Yeah, yeah. So, he's just going to try and <laughs> He just, like, wildly starts swinging yeah, yeah. his There's, uh, there's his lots of these things. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah. in one clean sweep, you're going to clean up, like, a handful. Yeah, of yeah, sure. Okay, he, well, he does that. Tell me, does a 19 suture? It sure does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's closed now. So that'll be seven damage, and then he's got a flurry of blows. Okay. Uh, nine on the first one, and then 19 on the second one. Yep, second one hits. Okay. Cool, so that's eight damage. Um, and then... You can't knock the swarm prone. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try to knock the swarm <laughs> um, I can force them into a strength saving throw. I can push them 15 feet away from me. I'm going to push them towards the spikes. Okay. It's a swarm. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Um, well, I mean, okay, listen. You can push, like, two. One yeah, you can push some of them. I'll, I'll, I'll call it if you... So, wait, what's the mechanic here? It's Spikes a saving throw. facing away from... Yeah, they're also definitely facing away. Sure. Um, okay, well, then uh, then they, they can't take reactions. Okay, great. That'll that'll do. So, now the next person to act is the swarm. Uh, and <laughs> Not some the of them, swarm. <laughs> some of them lash out at Jody and critically miss him. And some of them lash out at Duncan. And does 18 hit my boy? It does. Okay. Here we go. Good thing I have all these health potions. Yeah. Donkey Khan, you're going to take four piercing damage as Ouch. these little needles all prick you from multiple directions. Uh, now the next person to act is Duncan. Well, I am going to hack at them with my sword. Great. Do that. And given that they're a swarm, I feel like they probably have a low AC. So they I do. think I might make this a big old power attack. Oh boy. Whoa, Nelly. Give me that power. 19. Yep. Minus five plus five. Minus so five plus five is so 19. That hits. Which means that the damage is going to be seven plus three is 10 plus 10 is 20. 20 damage. Okay. Oh like Duncan basically goes fucking like spinning and just like a full 360 and just like cuts a shitload of these little drones and just in half in the air. Jody in half. Yeah, cuts well. Jody <laughs> clean in half. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jody dodges out of the way. He's, nice. too, he's too quick. And the next person to act is Drazilia. I reckon you jumped my sword. Yeah, dude, of course. Yeah, definitely. Like he, uh, yeah. I shouted, I shout something like, I just went, ah! Yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, I know what's happening. You just have that sort of chemistry. Yeah, 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 yeah. A Matrix-style backflip. Yeah. Mm. Can you do checks as well as a attack? Depends what kind of check. Uh, insight. I'll allow it. I guess I just want to... I want to gain a feeling of how threatening this opponent is and whether I should, like, use a spell. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. I'll well, say that... No, like, no, but you see... You gleam information. Yeah. Yes. It might just be the wrong information. <laughs> the yes. information you get out of that is that, wow, there's a lot of these things. <laughs> With that shitty, uh, was it five insight roll? That was eight. Okay. You think that there's a surprisingly large number of these boys, and it's your turn. Okay. I have to do it. She really wants to do clatter daggers. <laughs> on this swarm. Competition of swarms. Yeah. A dueling swarm. How how big is clatter daggers? It's just like one spot, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, good. Has the swarm moved such that it's occupying the same space as us? Yes. That's the thing. It's all around these guys. Should I just firebolt then? Proceed. Yep. Hey, it's 23. That'll do it. 
five damage. Cool. Swarm's starting to look uh, not as beefy as it was when it first came out of this crate, and now it's Jody. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I like wildly swing out again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, I'm I'm sorry for uh, the speed of this. Uh, it's only an eight to hit. Okay, so. no, I won't do it. And now yeah. it's doing gun. No, 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 it's not. It's the swarm. No, not the swarm. First it attacks Jody and misses again, and then it attacks Duncan, and I guess sixteen probably doesn't hit Jody. It does actually. Fuck oh. me, Duncan. Get a shield. Um, <laughs> I'm wielding a greatsword. Cool. Another six piercing for Duncan. Six. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, I know. It's 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 bad. Swarm is coming at me. I'm like one point above half health. Okay, proceed. I too am. Gonna uh, swing at them. Another crazy swing. Mm-hmm. Power attack. Mm-hmm. Coming at them hot. Please. That's gonna be a five. Plus five. Minus five. It's five. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a no. Drazilia, we're back around to you in rapid succession. All right, I'm gonna ray of frost. Nice. Slam down. Nice. I don't think yeah. that helps. <laughs> Why not? Oh, no. <laughs> 13? No. No. Uh, now it's Jody. <laughs> okay. Well, this time, it's 14. That'll do it. Oh, my God. Thank <sighs> God. Seven damage. Uh, seven damage? That'll, that's a good hit. Okay. Flurry of blows. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> First one's gonna miss. Fuck me. Next one is gonna be 16 hits. Yep. Eight damage. Nice. Okay, wow. Okay, no, so no reactions. We're right down to the last uh, few swarm pieces here. We're really getting down to the wire of the swarm. And that swarm only gets one attack, seeing as now there are not enough of them to make two. Mm. Uh, and it's a big miss. So it was against Jody, for what it's worth, but it's a big miss. And the next person to act is Duncan. Coming at him with a power attack. A power attack. Okay, <laughs> you're in. 13? No. Damn. That's a shame. <laughs> Why would you power attack in this moment? Because the same reasons last time. Go on. <laughs> oh, fire boat. Mm-hmm. Coming at ya. No. <laughs> so Brazilian's literally like, fire, ice, fire, yeah. ice. Just one in each hand, like two finger guns, <laughs> blasting different magic. Brazilian yeah. is the song of ice and fire. Hey! hey. And my nice. rolls are getting worse, so yeah. I'm obviously throwing myself off. Well, that means they're going to go back around the other side and come out really good on top. Hey. Like in Mario when you hey. go off the left side of the level. Cool, now it's Jody again. Jody, he tries to move from Duncan, just like sticks out his quarter staff, oh, and yeah. his bow staff, and just like spins up. Oh, yeah, he goes for a crazy <laughs> yeah. spin. Uh, and critically misses. No. <laughs> So obviously, not, not in his wheelhouse, that's fine. You, you, you gotta, you, you saw Duncan's spin was like, nice! And he tries to do it. Yeah. Misses everything. Yeah. So badly. We've always, like, always got dizzy and fell over. <laughs> like, you know what I reckon it was? I reckon, I reckon we're too close together, and I'm willing to take that chance, because I know you'll jump it, and also, I live life just like a little bit more on yeah. there. Like, maybe I'll hurt someone's edge. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't possibly hurt Duncan, yeah. and I can't jump your swing. Wait, so I saw him to spin, and then saw you, and was like, oh, no! <laughs> yeah, that, maybe you just—you had yeah. to swing too high. I am, for what is worth, I am prone at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 just, I just have to be self-imposed prone. Yeah. Okay, so now the swarm attempts to attack you again. Uh, ten doesn't hit your AC. No, do they get advantage? They will because you're prone. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Twelve also doesn't hit your AC. Cool. What Ooh. a shit show. Now it's Duncan's turn. Duncan, go ahead and make your attack roll. I am going to. <laughs> Power attack, but I'm going to use my inspiration okay, for, for the advantage. greatest whirlwind strike. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Oh my god. That's a nice little 17 over That'll there. That'll do it. That's That'll gonna do, do it. it. Yep. Here we come. Here come those damage dice. That's all re rolling that too. Uh, 
Oh, that's a 6 and a 5, that's 11, plus the 3, that's 14, plus a 10 from Power Attack, that's 24 damage, Swarm. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> In some of the most hectic overkill, uh, Duncan, having seen Jody attempt to spin maneuver and fall over, then is like, oh, let me show you how it's done, son. Picks up his great sword and proceeds to do the greatest spin move anyone's ever seen. And Jody's prone. Yeah, so Jody's prone. So right. <laughs> he turns the remaining drones into powder and you're out of initiative. I think that's going to be the end of the session. What we see, for what it's worth, how many HP were they on? Five. <laughs> <laughs> How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.